Welcome to the show. I'm Lucas Miles, and you're listening to The Lucas Miles Show on the Edify Podcast Network and also a featured podcast of faithwire.com. My guest today is Alex Pappas from Hillsong Young and Free. We talk about their new album, All of My Best Friends, as well as their hit song, Indescribable, which I highly recommend you could head over to YouTube to check out the music video for that. We also talked about the fires in Australia at the start of the year, which I'd almost forgotten about with Corona just sort of uh, eclipsing that. We talked about how coronavirus has is really uh, affected the churches in Australia. And then we had a really great conversation about how churches can begin to develop a worship culture, really starting from scratch. And he has some really, uh, I think, engaging, insightful things to say about that. So pastors out there, make sure and listen up. You're going to enjoy this episode. Before we get to that, here's a word from our sponsor. This episode of the Lucas Miles Show is brought to you by Cove. Visit covesmart.com and use promo code LUCAS, that's L-U-C-A-S, for all of your home security needs. And now, here's my interview with Alex Pappas. Welcome to the Lucas Miles Show. I'm your host, Lucas Miles, and I am here today with Alex Pappas, all the way from Australia. Alex, thank you and welcome to the program. Good morning for me. Good evening for you. Great to see you, man. Great to be here. Hey, you know what? That beanie could work in morning or evening wear that you got on the hat. I just think that that you could wear first thing. You can wear it when you're out of the town. You're you're ready for both time zones right now. It's true. Like my desk, my desks in the last, you know, it's got like outfit options better than my closet, you know, like, oh, what what meeting, what meeting vibe? I should have a tie as well. Just, a little t- just, you know, zhuzh it up if I need to. There you go. There you go. Uh, so you are part of Hillsong Young and Free. And this, how long have you been part of the band? Um, we got started in about July-ish of 2012, actually, is when we started kind of coming together. So yeah. I've been there. I've been there since day one. Now, you guys call this a collective of youth or collective of young people, you know, for maybe some of my boomer listeners out there, what do you mean when you say a collective of young people? Well, so, I mean, if anyone's ever heard of a band called Hillsong United, I get it if you haven't, they're not very good, but I'm absolutely (laughs) joking. Um, No, so there was, there was a time that uh, they were actually, when they were uh, a bit younger, they were the youth band for our Mm -hmm. church and they were a collective and, they would put on these nights called United Nights as well. That's how they got their name. And that birthed the band. And that was when like the whole youth ministry got together and uh, they got a little older, became the band that we know and love today. But, um, you know, there was this gap for a couple of years where there was no songs for the youth of our church and uh, and kind of like kind of probably seeing the gap globally in in songs, you know, directed towards young people. And uh, we get started and um, essentially to fill that gap. And that is still, we're kind of still under the mantra of we are the voice of the young people of our church. But uh, in kind of the same way it went with United, the same way it goes with us, youth are the lifeblood of, you know, at least of our church. And I don't know other churches, but when they're on fire, the church is on fire. 
when yeah. the youth are passionate, the trade like it lifts the room, it elevates the room. And so our heart is to kind of always continue to do that. So in saying that the collective is, yes, we represent a youth ministry. And and normally you'd see about like maybe eight to 10 people like travel the albums and tour the albums. But we really do consider our young and free family to be kind of like, yeah, I mean, I couldn't even put a number on it. There's a lot of us that represent and, you know, help make this what it is. That's awesome. I had the opportunity to listen to um, one of your new songs. And, uh, and you know, I, if somebody said to me, like, hey, describe the style, I was trying to think of, like, you know, what I would, what I would put on that. And uh, the track that I heard, um, I want to make sure I get the title right here. It is called, um, is it Indescribable? I yeah. Told, yeah, Indescribable. And, and the, um, it, like, first of all, the video is fabulous. I just yeah. love like the energy in that room. I mean, you know, you just feel like you're at that, at that event. Um, and where, where was that recorded at? That was, that was, well, it was meant to be at our, our summer camp. That's where we were going to do the recording, um, which we'd normally go three hours North of Sydney in a Valley by the sea. And it's awesome. But in January, when we recorded it, Australia was kind of, I don't know if America knew too yeah. much about this, but Australia was on fire, like wow. all over the yeah, country, yeah. bushfires were crazy. So so we had to do it for the safety of everyone. We did it just at our, our Hills campus, which is our main campus, kind of out in the burbs in Sydney. Yeah. And um, it was the, the really cool thing about it, not to divert from where you're headed with this, but the really cool thing about it is we went back to do it at summer camp because there was a crazy passion about doing that you know, recording our first album at summer camp. Like we were like, you know, even though we're a pop-ish sort of rock band, I don't know. <laughs> but, um, you know, we're like, we should do a studio album, right? Like we need to do studio because that's, no one does live music for electronic pop. Yep, yep. And, and we had some great mentors in our life be like, no, I really think you should do it live. And we did it live and and, you know, for one thing, it's like, okay, cool. He was right. It sounds cool. And the energy is really cool. But exactly what you sort of said and the reason that we went back to do it at summer camp this year was like, it actually sets that like, kind of doing it this way has set expectation globally. Yeah. Yeah. And like wh wherever we go, people kind of know what they want to experience. Wherever we tour, yeah. people kind of bring the vibe that they've seen. But honestly, you know, what gets us going more than anything as well is you know, people sending us videos of their church, just their home church, their home crew, their home youth group, like, uh, you know, singing our songs and seeing that kind of similar level of people yeah. leaning in and going for it and engaging in worship and kind of that's that, you know, that's kind of the why behind what we do in a, in a sense as well. Love it. You know, we have a we have a college ministry that's um, that we've partnered with in our building on Thursday nights and from all different universities. I get the University of Notre Dame kind of in our backyard here and Man, wow. just the, the energy during worship, you know, I just think, and I think you're right, like this, you know, um, this, this, uh, there's just something about when the youth get excited, when this, you know, when this new generation gets excited for the Lord, that it just, it just has a way of kind of paving that. And I also forgot too, as you mentioned this, I mean, you know, the whole world's obviously been, you know, the, the conversation has been COVID for so long. I forgot that the year started with the fires, you know, throughout Australia. I mean, that was a, that was amazing. You guys have like, you guys have hit it twice now i mean you got really ravished by the fires and then by covid like how is the you know what's what's the uh what's the climate of the church right now in australia kind of weathering through i guess both of those things 
Jeez, man, that is a huge question. Um, I think resilient is a good word. I think um, it's, uh, you know, Australia, I mean, I, I must say we've got it pretty good on the COVID and, you know, very, very low case count. Um, one of our states uh, called Victoria, uh, they've, they've got it pretty rough. They went back into a full lockdown a couple of weeks ago and they are, yeah, they can only leave their house like one hour a day wow. and it's got to be like, you know, for groceries yeah. or like you can do one hour within like five kilometers of working out. Like you can't go for it's, it's not. So pray for, pray for Melbourne, pray for Victoria. Yeah. But, um, but no, man, we, I mean, we have had it pretty good. And, and, you know, there's a, there's a preacher, a speaker uh, on our team. His name's Robert Ferguson and he is a theologian and a genius. And actually side note is that every single lyric of every single song actually goes through pastor Robert. He's this mm. brilliant English man, you know, in his sixties and, so profound and so prophetic but you know every everything we sing we make sure it's actually <laughs> theologically true so he checks That's that cool. out for us but um it was pretty amazing and i've i've found this word to be kind of very consistently true in my eyes and my heart the last few uh, months is when australia was on fire <laughs> literally um we we rallied behind the cause so well you know we rallied behind this like okay there's the, the enemy, in a sense, is the fire, you know? Yeah. Let's rally together. We're supporting industries, you know, especially the music industry. Um, you know, it, that's the summertime, January for Australia, obviously. So I have so many friends who are in bands oh, yeah. and, you know, doing music festivals in the summer, all the stuff canceled, you know, people couldn't be outside, you know? So there was this rallying behind them and, you know, both financially and, you know, emotionally with our prayers, everything. And, and then COVID comes and he just sort of said, the face of the enemy has changed to the face of my brother. Mm. And like we as the church especially have to be the leader and the forefront of like, that won't be the case, this yeah. virus. And you know, I would even speak bigger because the climate both socially uh, in Australia and America politically and so social justice wise, it is still really easy to look at the, the enemy as in the face of my brother yeah. and just that word from from the go is you know i will re i will remember that the face of each and every person i walk by and every person that i see is my brother is my sister they are loved and they are called by christ and i think when our our perspective is that both just simply like the church as we gather and the way we gather and as believers just in our personal life i, I don't know to me that that's kind of brought this spark of resilience within us, within the church. And, and yeah, that's, I mean, truth be told on a tangent is like church online. We're still just meeting online yeah, every week. Okay. We're 25, we're 25 weeks in, we haven't gathered in the same place wow. in 25 weeks. And I, you know, I feel blessed that I get to go in and see my friends as yeah. we record services right. every couple of weeks. But, um, you know, it's, because it's, it's, it demands resilience. It demands believers that go like, you know what? I am a bit complacent. Like I wish, I, dude, I wish I was in the room. I wish I was in the room with all my friends and my church and we were singing songs to Jesus. And like we said before about, you know, that summer camp yeah. is it lifts expectation. Energy kind of lifts the ceiling of what we're expecting for what God can do. And it's hard by myself in my lounge room. But like, this is a season I believe that Christ that, is calling us to be resilient, to step out in faith and dig deeper wells. And I believe that these wells that we dig now 
of course, are going to set us up only for bigger and better things to come, to be able to brave bigger and stronger storms because of the resilience and the faith and the depth that we've created. No, well said, well said. And I mean, you know, something like the video for, you know, for Indescribable, it's, it's you know, I, I didn't even, it took me a little bit into it before I realized like, oh, this had to have been recorded, you know, before COVID because, you know, just see people that close and in that crowd. I mean, it's, you, you, I miss that, you know? And so yeah. like, by the end of that video, it brought me back to like, like remembering, remembering life before this year. And, you know, we all pray that we're headed back there, but that was, I mean, I just felt like it was a great celebration. What a great way to frame the album. The album is called all of my best friends. You guys have done really well on things like, uh, you know, uh, the hot AC charts and, and, and you, what is, I saw you have over 15 million, uh, global streams just in 2020 on your singles, uh, which is, I don't, you know, I don't even know if they tell you that stuff, but it's, it's incredible, you know? <laughs> so, um, so the, I, I read an, uh, um, I read a quote from, uh, Laura Toggs. It's, she called this an infection of joy. Why is that so important right now for 2020? Well, I think, I think ultimately, like, I, I love, I love that Laura said, and that was sort of the message for this album. And, uh, and which I believe to be quite prophetic as well. You know, we obviously, like we all know joy is contagious. Someone that walks in the room, unless they're, you know, a little bit too extra, which we all know that person, <laughs> God, God bless that person. But that person that walks in the room and is just positive and sees the bright side and sees the silver lining, it changes things. You know, like even for me, like in this year, something I've tried to implement is, uh, you know, when I'm upset, when I'm angry, when I'm questioning things, you know, it's it's tough to say angry when you're counting your blessings. It's yeah. tough to say angry when you're just like, well, God, I'm grateful for this. I'm grateful for this. I'm grateful for my family. I'm grateful for the roof over my head, X, Y, Z. And it's contagious and it changes our hearts and it changes our spirit. And so if this album is essentially an offering of joy, then like, We've nailed it. If this album is something that puts on and you, you know, someone puts on and they kind of can't help, but you know, in their, in their state, whatever they're in, kind of take them that one step further, you know, as a worship leader, we often talk a little bit about, um, you know, our job isn't to get every single person from, you know, A to Z. If someone is sitting at point A, my job really is just to get A to B. Right. And then if A to B works, then B to C. And then so, you know, if there's that guy in the room that's kind of standing there, his wife clearly brought him and he is not interested in being in church <laughs> or at one of our shows or anything, just, you know, sort of there, angry, sort of arms crossed, blah, blah, blah. If I can get him to tap his foot or start nodding his head, that's A to B. If right. I can get him to maybe clap his hands, that's B to C. And that is like the measure with which uh, you know, I think we, you, you sort of gauge how will we lead people and and truly said, if this album gets in the hands of people who are passionate believers who are all the way at Y on the scale of, you know, if we're using the alphabet still, and it takes them like a step further, they're just loving Jesus and it's awesome, that's a success. But if it gets in the hands of a person that's never even heard of Jesus, but they hear it and they hear the expectation, they hear the atmosphere of faith that was in the room, and they kind of maybe like nod their head and it fills them with that little bit of joy that our offering of praise has been a success. 
That's awesome. That's awesome. You kind of touched on this a little bit, but you know, what would you say? I mean, we have a lot of uh, uh, you know pastors that listen to this show, and and uh, you know uh, believers that are leaders within their ministry. Uh, what would you say to somebody out there that it, whether it be within a uh, with the youth ministry or even on a Sunday morning that is really trying to kind of elevate their worship to a next level, that's trying to kind of create more of a culture and an atmosphere within the church. Um, I think it's really easy as pastors to kind of see, you know, to, to look at places like Hillsong, to look at, you know, the elevations of the world, the Bethels of the world, and then look at their local church and feel disappointment, you know? And so like, mm. what would you say to the guy who's out there with the church of a hundred people or 300 people that is trying to kind of not just do what somebody else is doing, but trying to create something unique in their own space? Such a good question, man. Um, I think with, you know, with a little bit of experience uh, comes finding for first and foremost is figuring out who you are as a leader. And like, I, I remember for me and I'm, I'm still, you know, relatively young and anticipate leading for a much longer time as well. I, I, I definitely plan on, I hope to be the guy that's in his sixties still leading worship. I know it's not normal, but I don't even <laughs> care. I don't even care. But um, I, uh, yeah, like I think number one is, is truly allowing yourself to just figure out who you are as a worship leader, what your strengths are. And that's a, okay. Like to me, I go, there's a little bit of, you know, Brooke Lidgetwood in my, in, in Alex leading, there's a little bit of, you know, Jad Gillies from Hillsong United in the way I lead worship. And that's all well and good, but it all jumbles together to my strengths because I've seen things that inspire me. I grab hold of it, but I am myself first and foremost, and the church responds best and they engage best when they don't feel like I'm pretending to be someone else, but I'm genuine in my expression of worship and invitation of people to come with me. So that would be the number one thing that defines culture in your church. And number two, I would definitely say is, is raise up leaders. And, and I say that to say, um, raise up leaders because you don't just want enough people to fill your platform. You don't just want enough people to like, cool, we have enough people to make worship happen. And I have been there and I've, I've been there I've been in youth band settings and worship settings where there's like one person, like there's me leading worship to a room. I've also been in settings where there's more people on the worship team than came to youth group that week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's like eight people in the band and six kids came. <laughs> Whoops. Um, but um, but I would I would say this, and I, and I use this as an example, is um, there's a guy on our team. Um, I, I'm the worship pastor of one of our campuses here. There's a guy on my team. His name's Warren. And he is the most contagious, joy-filled person you'll ever, ever meet. And he now is one of our key worship leaders and actually looks after worship for one of our campuses. But years ago, before he was doing any of that, he just decided he was going to come to our Saturday night service. And at the time, to be honest, it was a little bit flat. It yeah. was a little bit like, it definitely did not look like the DVDs or DVDs. <laughs> <laughs> Who's watching DVDs? Hey, yeah. I'm so sorry. I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> Hey, I'm, I'm 40, so I can relate, brother. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, so this, I mean, this guy, he's got an amazing voice and is clearly an amazing leader. But before he was even singing on our team, he just decided he was going to show up to church every single Saturday night and lead from the front. And, you know, in relation, you know, I'm, I'm grateful that he made himself available to 
be led by me, if you will, you know, like, and, you know, we were on this relationship, this journey together, but um, every single week he'd show up down the front. He was the only person at the start. And then a couple weeks later, two people came with him down the front. There were three people in a room of, let's say 600, 700 people, only three people stepped out of their chair to go in. And within six months, I kid you not, that front was packed with people because again, that joy is contagious. And like, so I would encourage anyone to raise up people who aren't just going to like feel cool on the stage. And like, obviously it feels great. Like I want to be like, I, as a musician, as a singer, I prefer to be on stage, but it is a choice as well for me to go down the front, to bring the same level of faith when I'm leading versus when I'm not leading and that it would set the tone. It would set the culture that that is the place to be, that the front is the place to be. And, and truthfully, exactly like you said, like that sort of seeing people like that, seeing people lean in in that way is what sets the tone. If you're looking for that passionate, engaged sort of thing, like it's got to start with us. Like we can't just wait for like, Oh, I hope the youth pastors are doing good. (laughs) I hope well, church isn't good because they're not doing well. Like I'm going to take the responsibility myself to make that culture happen. Yeah, no, that's so good. I, two things I thought of when you said that, uh, first of all, when I was young, I went to a, um, kind of a traditional church. Um, and I, you know, we had a small youth group, pretty tight knit group of people, but a lot of older people. And this was a, this was a, uh, it's a church of Christ. And so in the U S church of Christ is either instrumental or non-instrumental. And we were, we were the instrumental version, but it was still, it was still pretty, you know, I mean, you know, it was dated still what we were doing. And, uh, I remember like everybody would just sit through worship and you have like 400 oh. people and everybody sit. And so one day I just decided like, I'm going to be the guy that's going to stand up during. And I thought wow. like they were going to run me out of church. Like it just, it, <laughs> it was, it was like, it was just, it was like somebody like protesting at like the highest level, you know, that I stood up during worship. And uh, I think I was on I was on the naughty list uh, there for quite a while after, after, <laughs> after that. But good, you know, I, good for I, you, man. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm still doing it, you know. But I, I think you're, you know, we we bring that culture, you know. And I think just recognizing that, like, you know, as believers, like we have the Holy Spirit on the inside of us, you know. Yeah. And I, I know I've been at times. I, there was a time where I was uh, speaking at a big event, and I had this guy next to me, and he's looking out at worship. I'm getting ready to go on, like, you know, it's the final song before I come out. And he just leans over to me and, and, you know, he didn't, he didn't know what he was saying, but he's just like, man, I just don't feel like the spirit's here tonight. And I'm like, well, that's a problem. Cause I'm getting ready to walk out on the stage, you know, <laughs> but like, you know, I, I, that word that you said earlier, resilient, you know, I was just sitting there going like, I don't, I don't know if he's out here with everybody else, but like, I'm, I'm bringing him with me, you know? So like, mm. he's walking on the stage with me right now. And, yeah. you know, and that I was just like, just real fast. The Lord was able to shift my mindset, protect me kind of against that that discouragement and the whole, sh- the whole just nature of that room changes. And I think that, you know, Amazing, man. The, the advice that you're bringing of just that, that one person can either ice a room or warm a room to what God wants Preach. to do, you know, in yeah. that. And just for us to see the value in us individually, I just think that's such good advice uh, that you brought to the table. So man, that's, I love it. Love it. Uh, and Amazing, you mentioned, man. you mentioned Brooke uh, Lidgerwood. She was, uh, she was on the show. I met her in LA. We recorded in this like little posh restaurant. She had a couple, she had her, you know, her PR gal and uh, her manager. Sick. And um, 
I thought we were just meeting like in a hotel lobby. So I like have all this gear with me and I'm just like sitting up on the <laughs> table and like we got these microphones. It's a great, it was a great story, but we had a lot of fun. Uh, she would have loved it. Yeah, I was so yeah. afraid of mispronouncing her name. I practiced quite a bit with Lidgetwood. That was, <laughs> it was not a natural one for me. So uh, awesome. Alex, man, I just, I love what you guys are doing. Uh, to all of our listeners, you can get the album, All of My Best Friends, available everywhere. Uh, if you're hearing this early, you can get it on pre-order. If not, it's going to be out uh, August 28th. And check out that song, uh, the single Indescribable, uh, on all your favorite platforms. And make sure and check out that video. And remember what life is like pre-COVID. And let's praise the Lord. We're all headed back to that baby someday. So uh, awesome. Alex, man, best of luck on this album. Uh, just best of luck as you guys continue writing. Uh, I know that, uh, you know, COVID has been, uh, in many ways, it's, a, it's, it's you know, um, entertainer's worst nightmare and that you're not on the road mm-hmm. the same way. But I'm just praying for just a season of creativity as you guys are writing and working together more and everything else yeah. that God just really, you know, incubates this time to, to bring out this kind of this this new thing out at, after the end of this. So I receive it. it. Thank you, man. Thanks for having uh, me. Really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Lucas Miles Show on the Edify Podcast Network. For more great podcasts that will build your faith and inspire you, head over to the Apple or the Google Play Store and search for the Edify app. Until next time, it's Lucas Miles. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app.